You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Dr. Mike Brazier. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Ducks Unlimited podcast. A few weeks back, we issued a press release announcing a pretty pretty exciting, very exciting, if you ask me, development here at Ducks Unlimited. USDA awarded DU a $3.2 million research grant to study the climate change mitigation potential of wetlands restored through CRP, Conservation Reserve Program. And today, we're going to be discussing that particular project, that research program, with our chief scientist, Dr. Steve Adair, and our ecosystem services scientist, Dr. Ellen Herbert. Steve, welcome to the podcast. Good to be here, Mike. Thank you. And Ellen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Mike. I'm delighted to be here. So, Ellen, it's the first time that we've actually had you on an episode. Uh, So, we're going to certainly give uh, you an opportunity to opportunity to introduce yourself to our audience, both from a personal background as well as professional background. And then later on, we'll talk a little bit more about what you do for Ducks Unlimited. All right. Well, I came to Ducks Unlimited about three and a half years ago. Uh, It was for me kind of a dream job that I never thought I'd get the chance to do. Uh, I grew up in Arkansas. So of course I grew up. uh, Rice and duck hunting culture was a big part of my just sort of everyday existence. And I went on um, 
to study and decide I was really interested in the wetlands themselves, the water, the soil, the plants in wetlands. And so I've spent the last 15 years working in wetlands all over the U.S. in Ohio, out in the San Francisco Bay Area, most recently in the Chesapeake Bay Area, and um, getting the opportunity to come and take that knowledge of what wetlands do, how they do it, how they respond to things like land use change, uh, and getting to really bring that to our conservation teams and to our members and supporters and build support for the mission and help refine our conservation programs. It's it's a pretty exciting job to have and really glad that I made it here. And so growing up, you were how familiar were you with Ducks Unlimited? Were you a member? Were your family members members of Ducks Unlimited? Do you come from a hunting background? I think like a lot of people, um, Ducks Unlimited was uh, mostly about the events where I grew up. I'll be honest that I don't think growing up I even knew there was a whole lot of a habitat mission. And that's one thing as as an employee here and as a scientist in wetlands, it was sort of like, whoa, why, why don't more people talk about this? And so, I mean, that's just one aspect of my job that, that gets me pretty excited. But yeah, I'll, I'll admit it was about the events. <laughs> I, I think that's a, that's a similar message that we get from, from a lot of people. I think, however, it is I hope it's beginning to change now. If we were to roll forward in 15 or 20 years, hopefully there's going to be more people that will recognize more of our our conservation work. Because I guess if you go back to the time when you and I would have been at that youthful age, I don't know that we had – we we did not really have a strong – conservation delivery program here in the U.S. It was what, late 80s, 1988? Yeah, 1984 when we did our first project. Okay. Yeah. So that would be part of the explanation for that. We weren't doing a lot of habitat delivery here in the States. Most of it was going on up in Canada. And so uh, tell us a little bit about your education, You, you where you obtained your degrees. Yeah. So I uh, grew up in Arkansas, went, to, went through high school there, and I ended up going to a little bitty college in the middle of Ohio, Kenyon College, um, where I started pretty much working immediately on a wetland program. So I worked with a woman named Siobhan Fennessy. She had a research project on the CRP program, Conservation Reserve Program, which we'll talk about. Uh, And it was just the most fun thing to me. We got a folder every Monday of GPS points and go see if there's a wetland there. Go look at the plants, take a soil sample. Uh, And it was just a great, you know, I got to spend most of my time in waders, driving a truck around Ohio, seeing the landscape, uh, talking to landowners. And it was just, I don't know, I decided pretty much then I was like, ooh, wetlands people are fun. (laughs) and stuck with it. Well, it's great to have you here with the organization. You started with DU a year or so before before I moved to to headquarters. And of course, you and I worked closely together on the science support at a, at a national level, working with our regional scientists. And so it's great to finally have you on the podcast talking about some of the exciting wetland science that you're bringing to Ducks Unlimited. Steve, you've been on the podcast before, so you don't have to give as, as extended of, a, of an introduction of yourself, but do, uh, do tell us a little bit about about what you do for Ducks Unlimited. Yeah, you bet, Mike. Um, um, thank you for the opportunity here. I, I started, um, you know, really getting interested in waterfowl wetlands on the on the Texas Gulf Coast, and and had the opportunity to study waterfowl wetlands, um, you know, in a, on the North Slope of Alaska, on the Great Salt Lake, in the Low Country, South Carolina, and then and started with DU about 25 years ago at, at national headquarters, and and then moved up to uh, the Prairie Pothole region where I 
worked in conservation programs there for about um, 15 years. And more recently, um, I'm the chief scientist at, at DU and I get to work with you and Ellen right uh, here in headquarters and then uh, with our regional scientists across the country to really um, help coordinate our science effort um, you know, outline our priorities, really take a look at, you know, what staff expertise do we need going into the future. And then, you know, we have sister organizations in Canada and Mexico too, and and we try to collaborate as much as we can and take a continental approach to our science and our conservation programs as well. And it's good to have you here in person today. Uh, you you, you still have your your office is still in North Dakota, yep. and, but every now and then you do come down here and visit with us and check in with all the other people at, at headquarters. And so it's we're taking advantage of this opportunity to have the two of you in studio with us here, so we can talk about this exciting science development. Three scientists in a room. It's uh, <laughs> we'll try to keep it out of the weeds, but uh, yeah. So let's let's get to the topic here. This recent announcement of a three point two million dollar research grant awarded to Ducks Unlimited by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. And this is, it's, as I mentioned at the outset, it's a, it's a project in which we will work with a host of partners, we're going to talk about those a little bit later on, to study the climate mitigation potential of wetlands restored through Conservation Reserve Program. So longtime members of Ducks Unlimited will certainly know uh, that and hopefully even short-time members of Ducks Unlimited, hopefully we do a good job communicating this. We are a strong science-based organization, which means to us that we use the best available information to make decisions about our wetland conservation, wise use of the resources that are that are donated to us, given to us by our members, by our supporters, and that are entrusted in us through all the different federal and state partners that 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 work with us to deliver wetland conservation. So Reliable scientific information is is at the core of our decision-making. For the longest time, that has revolved around what we might consider traditional waterfowl science, understanding what the birds need, what's going on with their populations, where they go, where their habitats are, are in jeopardy, and what are the threats to those habitats. So all really waterfowl-focused. But over the years, we have we have become, I guess, more cognizant or maybe we have just become, we have done a better job recognizing explicitly the additional values that come from wetland conservation and how that benefits much broader segments of society, right? And so as we think about kind of going forward, what it is that we want to continue to do, there comes a need to provide better information related to that other science, non-traditional waterfowl science. So Steve, a question for you. Being with the organization for more years than what Ellen and I have, talk about that from your perspective, how you have seen Ducks Unlimited go from this traditional waterfowl science, you know, um, um, almost pure waterfowl science type of investment to one where where we're investing in a broader suite of scientific topics covering larger landscapes with some of our science investments. What's that been like? Yeah. Um, so I think you could did a good job, Mike, um, you know, outlining that we have a really rich history of, um, you know, looking at um, waterfowl populations and impacts on those and understanding 
where our conservation delivery can impact waterfowl in the greatest way. And we use that to design our conservation programs and we, we measure how those programs were performing and adapt, you know, in that in that kind of way. And and for many years, most of the funding that we received were from people primarily interested in those waterfowl outcomes. And so um, I think we have some of the best waterfowl scientists in the business, you know, measuring those outcomes and using them to plan our work. And um, as you mentioned, over time, we we started to understand more and more that that there are uh, there's a broader segment of society that are interested in all the other things um, that our habitat work produces. In addition to waterfowl, things like clean water, things um, like flood storage, things like carbon sequestration, uh, groundwater recharge, all of these other benefits of, of our work. And we, you know, I guess a decade ago we talked about those things in a in a qualitative way. You know, we said our our work benefits all these other aspects, but um, as we've been able to attract uh, more funding from uh, corporations, foundations that have really started to make pledges for being more sustainable, for achieving quantitative goals, then we really started to have to look at them. Um, okay, well, we need to we need to quantify those and understand, you know, how the habitat work we do contributes to those goals. And we have some accountability to those organizations to say, get this many gallons of water. Here's what our, our work does. So we've, you know, I think that's allowed us to, um, you know, broaden and expand our science team um, over the years now, starting with Ellen. Um, and now we're adding water scientists and, uh, you know, folks that have expertise in carbon to our team. And it's really becoming more interdisciplinary as we as we move forward. So um, I, I guess I want to assure people that you know we're totally committed to maintaining that waterfowl expertise that we're, we're we already have. We just want to build on that to have a you know a broader suite of skills on our science team going forward. One of the things that's really neat for me to observe is that it, this is. What we're talking about with regard to doing a better job acknowledging and selling the benefit, the ecosystem services benefits of wetland conservation or waterfowl habitat conservation, you go goes beyond wetlands, right? When we start talking about grassland restoration, bottomland hardwood restoration. When we the, the waterfowl Ducks Unlimited is not alone in the waterfowl management community in recognizing the need to do a better job acknowledging those benefits. The North American Waterfowl Management Plan of 2012 took a major step forward in recognizing, I guess it probably, there was recognition of that even prior to that, but it became a bit more formal, a bit more um, a bit more explicit in 2012, acknowledging the need to, to, to do a better job quantifying our ecosystem services benefits that we're getting from wetland conservation. And it's, it's really exciting to see Ducks Unlimited assert itself in a leadership position in that regard as I was working in the NAWAMP community and listening to the messages and helping develop some of those messages. It was pretty obvious to me that when you look across the waterfowl management community, Ducks Unlimited had an opportunity to to really be a big leader in that regard. And it's super exciting to see that we are, in fact, doing that. And you're right. It didn't take very long once you go down that road to realize that we need science capacity to stay true to the scientific mission of duck, the science-based uh, fabric of Ducks Unlimited. We needed some uh, some qualified ecosystem services science capacity. And so that's certainly where Ellen came in and these other people that you're talking about now. What about any type of, and I think you started to, you kind of alluded to this. What about any type of trade-offs? When we, when we there's limited resources out there, right? And, and so we have to make decisions on where those resources go. 
And maybe there's different types of resources that we can now tap into for some of these other science needs. And maybe that's one of the things that we'll talk about here. But any type of trade-offs that we have to make in regard to that now that we're broadening the work that, uh, or, or broadening, I guess, the basis for some of the work that we do? Yeah, no, that's a great question and, and something that we're definitely cognizant of. I mean, our our strategy is to maintain that that strength and waterfowl science that we've always had. So we've, you know, we've, we've never talked about lessening that. So we want to maintain, um, you know, the expertise, the people that we have, um, you know, there'll be some change over time as people retire and, and there's succession going on there, but um, that same capacity we're really committed to. And so we really just see this as a growth uh, area for us where we can add people to help us understand the benefits of the work we're already doing in our priority habitats aligned with our mission. Nothing's changing there. It's just understanding more of what we're producing um, in these habitats and then inviting more people to be involved in that because they're interested in clean water and flood control and, and climate uh, mitigation. So, um, you know, we're really hoping that we, we don't have any trade-offs there, that this is just value-added um, approach to science. One more question for you, Steve, and then Ellen will come to you and we'll talk about the project that, that, that the $3.2 million grant is going to be funding. One of the big questions that we in the waterfowl management community are really facing right now is kind of what's going on with our changing system. We talk a lot about changing distributions of waterfowl. We're funding some studies that are kind of trying to quantify whether we're seeing changes in, the, in that regard and what may be fueling those we talk a lot about climate mitigation. There's growing interest in trying to find solutions for, for climate mitigation, climate change. What do we see as our role in Ducks Unlimited in trying to contribute to some of those climate mitigation solutions? You know, I think it's important for people to understand that, you know, we we are not climate specialists. Um, you know, we don't have meteorologists on staff. And so, you know, really um, thinking about um, the magnitude of what's happening and why it's happening isn't our field of expertise, but we are habitat experts and we're waterfowl, you know, population distribution experts. And so we do see, you know, changes occurring on the landscape. The sea is rising, winter temperatures are higher, waterfowl are responding to that with how they distribute themselves. So our work is really about um, acknowledging the changes that are happening and planning our conservation work is how are we going to compensate and adapt to those changes that are out there. And so that's really the focus of our science and planning is understanding how our habitat work can help mitigate and help adapt to the changes that are occurring. So that's a great transition to what we'll talk about now with regard to this project because it is trying to provide some of that information related to how does the work that Ducks Unlimited do and some of our partners do through the Conservation Reserve Program really contribute to some of those nature-based solutions climate for climate mitigation. So, Ellen, before we get to that question, the, the actual project, I, I wanted you to try to give people an idea of your day-to-day responsibilities? What's a day in the life of Ellen Herbert look like here at Ducks Unlimited? And, and you know, kind of who do you meet with? Who are some of these new partners that your expertise is enabling us to connect with? And just um, how overwhelmed are, <laughs> are you, I guess, in all that you're having to do now? Well, the audience can't see, but I'm grinning real big because there's, there's no day-to-day for me. I, you know, my position like yours and Steve's is really here to support our broader conservation teams and the broader imp- enterprise. So it's a lot of times reacting to the needs of our teams. And I do want to be very clear that, you know, I'm, I'm not the pioneer in this space for DU. We've had conservation staff on the 
ground, finding unique conservation solutions, address a number of problems and provide habitat. And they've been doing it for decades. And so this is nothing new to DU. What I'm really here to do is bring that expertise. And like you said, we have a whole, you know, we've got a great lineup of waterfowl scientists and then behind them an even greater lineup of research partners. And my job here is really to understand from our conservation team, our policy team, our fundraising team, our members and supporters, what are the connections we need to make? What is the additional information we need? What connections can I make with researchers or university groups um, to support our decision-making and grow our conservation programs? And it'll be uh, no surprise to our audience that the way conservation is changing really reflects the way society is. And so we've got to be responsive to that and we've got to give our teams the best tools. And that's really what I'm here to do is, is help our teams build that. Well, you're doing a great job of it. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation, take it outside. So now let's talk about the actual project. $3.2 million grant from the U.S. Department of Agriculture is the Farm Services Agency. Is that the the component of USDA where it comes from? That's correct because they oversee the the CRP program. And CRP is, is the program that everyone, most people that are listening to this probably will know about. Conservation Reserve Program, been around since 1986. Is that right? And it is, it's a program that will take uh, marginal cropland out of production and restore it into some other type of natural vegetation community. And there are some wetland conservation, wetland restoration practices, I should say, that, that accompany the CRP program. And 
Tell us, Ellen, what was the motivation behind it? What's the primary interest? And just kind of give us this big picture view of the study and what we're trying to accomplish with it. Yeah, so I'll start um, sort of at the very highest level. As you said, CRP is a voluntary incentive-based program. It's been around for a really long time. In terms of its relation to to Ducks Unlimited and our priority habitats, the majority of wetland and grassland CRP is in the prey pothole region. Um, And so one of many, but it is an important program that supports our habitat goals. Uh, CRP, like many programs, has had many evolutions. And I think understanding the full benefits of the Conservation Reserve Program is really been a goal of of USDA. Um, There are benefits for habitat that we know well. There are benefits for water quality that we're getting to know better. And particularly the role of CRP in carbon cycling and climate mitigation is sort of a new focus. I think many of our listeners will have seen in the newspaper that there are almost daily articles about the role of private landowners, farmers, and ranchers, and acknowledging the role that they have uh, and rewarding for them for that role. I have to understand it with the science. And so that's the big motivator here for the entire program. And so Ducks Unlimited is one, uh, one of several projects. So they'll be grassland project and forest project under this uh, CRP climate mitigation assessment. And we'll be, of course, overseeing the wetlands component with our partners. Um, But it's really to help the USDA understand their practices, um, understand what role these practices are playing in climate mitigation, and then um, helping quantify those and hopefully seeing uh, increased benefits to landowners and increased incentives for the program itself. You know, I, I talked at the outset about sort of Ducks Unlimited's evolution of our science and how we recognize the benefits of our habitat conservation efforts. This is not much different. I can think back to some of the early investments, science investments by USDA, and it was trying to quantify wildlife benefits or maybe some other type of benefit associated with it. But there was some heavy, heavy work done to quantify all the different wildlife benefits of all the different USDA programs. And so now here we have another example of growing recognition of the multitude of additional benefits from these programs. And in order to ensure maximum efficiency, if we can ever get there, and then also just substantiating the efficiency of the work that we're doing, you need the information, you need the data to show actually what we're getting from the from the programs. And that's where this comes into play. And that's really exciting. So Ellen, tell us a little bit more about, I guess, the scale of this study. That's going to be one of the, I think, unique aspects of it. It's not just happening in one little watershed, is it? Well, one watershed maybe, but it's not a little watershed. Yeah. So um, the primary focus area of the project and Uh, I'll try to describe it without listing off every state involved. We've got 15 states involved, basically from going from Montana, North Dakota, all the way down through Texas. And then, uh, you know, sort of that Midwestern Corn Belt core, Illinois over to Ohio and up into Michigan. And that area really encompasses, one, what would have been a landscape that was rich in grasslands and wetlands. So it makes sense. That's where most wetlands are being restored, where they originally occurred. Um, and, And it's also a landscape 
where there's a, you know, sort of a mosaic of agricultural and um, these grassland and wetland systems, and they're all interacting with one another. And so that's the focal area for the study, 15 states. Um, we've got eight different partners uh, going around sampling wetland sites um, in those states, uh, CRP wetland sites, they'll be collecting data on soils. So they'll go down, take those mucky soil cores. Um, we'll send them to the ARS lab in South Dakota, and they'll measure things like soil carbon and organic matter in those cores. Uh, we'll also be collecting data on greenhouse gases. So um, for our audience who isn't familiar, one of the really unique things about wetlands uh, as say compared to grasslands, is that they produce certain sort of gases like methane. And so it's important for us to measure those And as methane well. is an important gas to be aware of because of its, its climate change contributions. Yeah, or and our, our listeners may know it by another name, natural gas. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's very important in understanding the role of wetlands and climate change. Actually, our colleagues, our scientific colleagues up in uh, Ducks Unlimited Canada have really been on the forefront of researching the role of wetlands in climate mitigation. And so uh, much of this is inspired by their learnings there, bringing that to the U.S., bringing that to the CRP program in particular. So we'll be measuring those two things. We'll be looking at vegetation. We'll be looking at hydrology. So that's the water levels throughout the year in wetland basins. Um, and then we take all this information together and work with a group at Colorado State University um, to take that data and sort of put it into models. So numerical models that can then be used for projections, for extrapolating to sites where we don't measure, um, really getting a holistic understanding of the way that these wetlands are interacting. Um, and I think, you know, the cool aspects of this project are really that, you know, we're working at such a big scale with so many collaborators. We're going to be down in the field, of course, collecting data. We've also got um, some collaborators that are using satellites, satellites to measure the role of wetlands and water and vegetation and really, um, really use some cutting edge technology um, and an outcome of that will actually be some great information on wetland water dynamics that we're then going to use to uh, model waterfowl dynamics as well. So, um, Kaylin Kimming, one of our scientists from the Great Plains region, is a, is a collaborator on the project. And so, she'll be using some of this big, uh, cool remote sensing technology to look at the impact of CRP on waterfowl populations and... Um, so I think it's sort of a neat way to tie together multiple, as we've talked about, there are multiple benefits and we're looking at them uh, at a really broad scale um, with a really interesting group of collaborators. And so, yeah, it's, it's an exciting project and an exciting group of folks to work with. And Ducks Unlimited is a 
is a, a great organization. I mean, we're all biased here, right? <laughs> but uh, I, I think le- legitimately stated, we are a, an organization that well, is well posi- positioned to assist with this. And this is not the only particular study of this type that we're investing in right now, where we're looking at the multiple benefits of wetland restoration or our habitat restoration or habitat conservation. We have an example up in the Great Lakes where we're trying to quantify the benefits of wetlands for reducing um, renew, re, for removing nutrients from water flowing into the wetlands and simultaneously trying to measure how mallards are using some of those wetlands across that landscape. All of this uh, in that particular case and the, the other study that we're talking about here will, will contribute to a more integrated approach to delivering wetland habitat conservation that truly does deliver on multiple benefits. And that's what you have to have if you want to grow support for wetland conservation. It's not enough anymore to just tell people about all the great things that we get from it. We have to provide the data. We have to provide the science that shows uh, what it's what it's delivering. So I kind of, I guess, was starting to get at an answer to the next question I'm going to ask you. Uh, but specific to this big project, the, the new study, talk a little bit more about what's new with it. You know, we've, we've, we know that that there are a lot of these benefits with wetlands that we've talked about. We've referenced that many times. So what is new about this? What are we going to get from this that we don't already have? In other words, why do we have to be doing another $3.2 million study, if I'm going to put it bluntly? You know, So what are we getting from this that we haven't already gotten, Ellen? Yeah, so I think there's two big things there. One, of course, the USDA has done a fantastic job of funding assessments of their own programs to understand the efficacy of those programs and the benefits they've that they bring to the landscape and to communities. Um, In the past, they've done that in sort of a regionalized way, and those regionalized studies often have a different focus in each region. And one of the things this study does is really build on what's been done before us and really take a unified look across this landscape where particularly wetland restoration is a prevalent practice and look at them all in the same framework so we can actually compare data and and talk about these projects effectively, especially as they relate to climate mitigation. The other part here is that we know as wetland scientists, particularly around the role of wetlands and in climate mitigation, coastal wetlands have really been the focus area of study, but they represent a really small coverage of the wetlands in the United States, the vast majority of wetlands are inland. And proportionally, we've studied them a lot less. So of course, I think many of our listeners will have maybe heard about carbon sequestration. And that's mostly been referenced for coastal wetlands. Um, And so really getting into these inland wetlands that are frankly what's most important to us as habitat and migratory and wintering grounds is really, helpful for us in our understanding of our priority habitats, but also for the scientific and conservation community in general, these are understudied compared to their their coastal cousins. And so that's been a big, a big driver for this project and the work being done by our colleagues in Canada. One of the exciting parts of this project is the diversity of collaborators. We've got um, some agencies, some public colleges, some private colleges, uh, 
big mix. We're going to be supporting, I think we added it up and it's over uh, 14 student and postdoctoral training positions. So really training the next generation of wetland scientists. Um, but we'll be working with the USGS, Northern Prairies Wildlife Research Center, uh, the USDA, Northern Central Agricultural Research Lab, Clemson University, out of South Carolina, Kenyon College in Ohio, Lincoln University in Missouri, Penn State University, United Tribes Technical College in Bismarck, uh, University of Missouri, and the University of Texas at Austin. Uh, and so it's a really it's a really cool, diverse group, and we're bringing in lots of different types of students in the project. And um, as your listeners may know, that's really how how we all get our training is being student research assistants. And you know, certainly where I discovered the value of wetland restoration. And so uh, as we look to build the next generation of DU scientists and DU supporters, um, you know, maybe we'll get a few of them. Yeah, for sure. And, and this will not be the last project of this type that Ducks Unlimited is a part of and, and is investing in. And it's, and it's not the first either. And, but increasingly, we are seeing a greater focus on these large-scale interdisciplinary type studies. I've been involved in one down on the coast of Louisiana, association with Mississippi State University, wildlife ecologist, and um, ge geophysicist, and, and a whole host of other disciplines that I can't even pronounce. And, and so there's so much additional synergy that comes from those type of, of collaborative and interdisciplinary um, projects. And this one sounds really cool right up there at the top of the list among those. So that is that is great to hear. We look forward to to seeing this go forward. The the grant was just, uh, I guess, announced. What's the, what's the timeline on uh, initiating the field work? It's going to be a five-year study. When's this going to get underway? Yeah, so we will start in just a couple weeks here, uh, starting to recruit students for the project. Um, we'll be working over this winter to really establish with, with such a big group of investigators, we've really got to be careful that we have all of our ducks in a row, if I can... <laughs> Sure. Say that. Absolutely. Um, so we'll be working out our, our methods and our plans and talking to landowners about accessing their CRP sites for measurement. Uh, and then we'll really get started um, in the spring and summer of 2022. Of course, up north, we'll have to wait till it's thawed enough to take a soil sample. Uh, but yeah, we'll get started with our data collection in the spring of, of 2022, which is coming up fast. And a couple of more questions here before we wrap up. One to Ellen, then I'll, I'll close out with you, Steve. We've talked a bit already about how how excited we are at Ducks Unlimited about this type of, of new information that's going to allow us to be more thoughtful, more strategic with our, with our waterfowl habitat conservation to achieve all these multiple benefits. But I think there's another element of this that you mentioned to me where it's going to actually benefit the, the landowners, the folks enrolled in Conservation Reserve Program as well. Can you talk about that a bit, Ellen? Yeah. So there, I think many folks have seen uh, this developing over the last three or four years, but there's a fairly broad bipartisan effort to think about how we reward private landowners for their role in climate mitigation. That's come in the form of talking about payments for doing things like cover crop and no-till, uh, for doing things like restoring grasslands or forests. Um, wetlands have not been as well included in that suite of activities that landowners can be rewarded for. And that's partly because of the science gap that we're addressing. And so, um, you know, no 
promises that this will be immediate, but we hope by the completion of this project, the data that is generated will help with more and a larger variety of voluntary incentives to landowners to enroll their lands in in different conservation programs. And that's really what it's about is building the toolbox, you know, as as members and supporters and staff of Ducks Unlimited, I don't I don't know that we should care why somebody wants to restore a wetland in our priority geographies, just that they do want to restore that wetland or keep that wetland. And so any incentive um, that we can give them, let's do it. Yeah. Of all the wetlands that I've visited, either part of my research or hunted, I've never seen a check-in station for ducks to, to stop and see why was this wetland created or restored or why is it here? Ducks and waterfowl, all other kind of wetland-dependent critters, birds and, and wildlife, don't care why a wetland is there. They just care that it's there, right? So, Steve, final question here to you. Our chief scientist, you have to be really excited about this, being being in your position at a time when Ducks Unlimited is growing our science investment, our science capacity in, in many different ways. We don't anticipate to be the last project of this type that, we, uh, that we're involved in. Uh, there's going to be a greater diversity of science that we'll be investing in as we go forward. What does all this mean to you in, in terms of increasing our ability to grow support for wetland conservation and to do so in a manner that is supported by credible scientific information? Yeah, well, Mike, you started, I think, this uh, discussion with the Ducks Unlimited places a lot of value and we have a lot of pride in, in being a science-based organization. And, you know, as we get into these ecosystem services uh, and the other benefits of our work, it's no different there that um, as we talk about those things, we want to have a really solid scientific foundation knowing what our programs and projects produce so that we have a lot of confidence um, when we talk about that with our contributors, with with our partners. I think that over the years has uh, given us um, a lot of uh, respect and trust and and people really um, look to DU in, in that way that, hey, you know, we, we know when we work with DU, they're going to be really solid on what their programs produce and how to be most effective with them. And and as we expand in these other fields and, and we ask more people to support us, uh, we want to maintain that same reputation and expertise going forward. This has been a great conversation. I'm sure it will not be the last conversation that we have related to a project of this type or our growing work in ecosystem services. Steve, thank you for joining us again here. Ellen, it's great to have you here for the first time. Congratulations on being the the Ducks Unlimited's lead investigator on this project and being the recipient of the award. Congratulations to all your partners as well. And so thanks for being part of this. Well, thanks for having me, Mike. Look forward to coming back. We will definitely have you you back. Thanks, Steve. A special thanks to our guests on today's episode, Dr. Steve Adair and Dr. Ellen Herbert. We greatly appreciate their time and we appreciate the science that they bring to this conversation. As always, we thank our producers, Clay Baird and Chris Isaac for the great work that they do with the podcast. We thank our listeners for joining us, for spending your time with us and for your support, passion and commitment to wetlands and waterfowl conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review and subscribe to the show and visit www.ducks.org slash dupodcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks.
You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. 